Thanks for tuning in to the Lean 911 podcast where you'll have a voice directly from the Gemba. I will rely on my three decades of lean successes as well as my failures to answer your most challenging questions regarding your lean transformation. I'm your host, Mark Deluzio, President and CEO of Lean Horizons Consulting and the Principal Architect of the Danaher Business System. Looking forward to your questions now. Let's go to the Gemba. Welcome to episode 16. My name is Mark Deluzio. Episode 16 of the Lean 911 podcast. I'm going to be talking today about the anatomy of a Kaizen. There's a lot of questions I get about Kaizen. And uh, I found the best way to maybe explain this is to talk about a presentation I put together in terms of how to do a Kaizen report out. And when you look at the Kaizen report out, you will then construct in your mind a uh, the anatomy of what a Kaizen is all about. So uh, if you're watching on YouTube, I'm going to be uh, showing a presentation, but you won't miss a thing when you are listening on your uh, Apple podcast or whatever system you might use. Anyway, this is part of a three-part series uh, on Kaizen. This is the third uh, episode. And uh, I talked about pitfalls in episode two. In episode one, I talked about the 10 rules of a Kaizen. So I have a feeling I'm going to be doing a lot more Kaizen episodes only because it's a big subject and there's always a lot of questions surrounding how do you run a Kaizen, what is a Kaizen, and all the issues uh, with with Kaizen, right? So I want to say this, though, before we get going. Kaizen is not designed always to be five days. That's a consulting convention where consultants like to book their four or five-day weeks. Kaizen's could be three days, it could be two days, it could be half a day, it could be an hour. But what I found is in the essence of leaders and organizations who don't really believe in the process, but like to say they're doing lean, they will shortchange the Kaizen and say, hey, uh, we got this big project and we're going to give the, uh, the teams uh, an afternoon every other week to work on it. You're setting yourself up for failure. So you've got to put the requisite amount of time and effort into it. But I just want to make the point where every Kaizen does not have to be a five-day Kaizen, depending on the nature of what you're doing and the scope and, and the amount of work and all that stuff. So uh, so there's, it's a double-edged sword in terms of thinking about this, but I found many times when we don't give ourselves enough time and then we say, well, geez, how come this whole lean thing doesn't work? So keep that in mind as we go through. Okay, so I'm going to share my screen if you're watching. And uh, we're going to put this presentation up. Okay. Kaizen report out standards. Let's talk first about guidelines. In mm. a report out, I like to have every team member get up in front of the group when they're given the presentation and be a part of it. Now, it does. some people don't like to speak in front of, uh, in front of a group. Then just have them say their name. That's all. Uh, say, hey, my name is Mary Smith. And I had fun on the Kaizen this week or whatever, right? Uh, but everybody should be involved. The timing should be done at the end of the Kaizen. The more you delay it and wait a week later, two weeks later, you kind of lose the essence and the excitement that goes along with it. <clears throat> team members should prepare the Kaizen report out. So I like to have the team actually you know, go through this presentation and then the team leader will assign parts of this presentation to the... Uh, to the teams to to complete. Now, in the old days, we never used to use PowerPoint. And uh, and that was because uh, everybody got really hung up on computers and 
and we got lost in computers sometimes. And there's still a danger of doing that. But the reason I like to do it electronically like this is because we have a record of the Kaizen. I can always go back and look at it. One of the problems with using flip charts and markers and things like that is you lost the essence of what you did and you have no record of it either. So anyway, times have changed and I uh, sort of think that this is a better way to go. Uh, senior leadership involvement. If they're not on the Kaizen team, they need to be at the Kaizen event report out. And uh, getting their involvement is, has a lot of benefits. It shows support. It allows them to find out what's going on and all kinds of other things. So we want the senior leadership involvement there. Specifics, I like to go with a 20-minute team presentation and 10 minutes of a Q&A, a question and answer session for each team. I don't want these things to drag on for four hours. So it's got to be at a cadence quickly. I usually don't allow questions until the end of the 20 minutes. And, uh, and that's it. So 20-minute presentation for the team. And you would split it up appropriately. Matter of fact, I uh, sometimes put a standard work combination sheet together to actually dictate who's going to say what when. Because our tech time in this case would be 20 minutes. And then, um, then celebrate. Don't be afraid to celebrate and have fun. And, and just celebrate your success, right? And that's uh, probably the most important part of this whole thing. Okay, so the anatomy is of a Kaizen is a team introduction the Kaizen Charter and the Agenda is the second part. The Kaizen improvements that you've made. The documentation and the results is step four. The Kaizen newspaper is step five. And the last part of this report out is lessons learned. All right, because there's always lessons learned in a Kaizen uh, report out. So talk about one, team introduction. If you're, you're not looking at the screen right now, typically what you've got here is a picture of the team with their names underneath. And that's as simple as that. Very easy. Hey, here's a team. Uh, Bill Wilson, VP of Operations. Mary Smith, Production Operator. Bill Chen, you know, go right down the list or have the teams introduce themselves, however you want to do it. But get that team introduction with a nice picture of the team up there uh, to kick the whole thing off. Okay, the charter. The, the Kaizen charter outlines up front, this is prepared in advance of the Kaizen, the objectives, the problem statement, what's in scope, what's out of scope, what measurable objectives, what preparations required, who are the executive sponsors, who's the facilitator, who are the participants, and what are the deliverables, which is different than objectives. Objectives are more measurable, and, and deliverables might say, hey, complete standard work, but the, the, the objective might be to improve productivity from uh, X to Y, right? So the Kaizen Charter is a key thing that you show upfront after the introduction. And then a sample agenda, right? Um, show your agenda of what that week was designed to look like. Now, what I like to do is at the end of every single day during the week of a Kaizen, at roughly around four o'clock, I like to have a end-of-day review where we all get together and review what went well today, how to attract against our plan from, from yesterday, and then any kind of questions that may happen then, and then... Uh, an outline of what the next day is going to look like in terms of what we're going to measure ourselves against in terms of deliverables. So I'd like to have that four o'clock or so review. That doesn't mean the Kaizen's over. It means you get back to work after that review, but uh, that's an important one. So this, you're going to find that every single Kaizen that you do is going to have a different characteristic to it because uh, training happens at different times, different types of training, uh, different types of activities and things like that, right? So 
Uh, as a matter of fact, many times on, for example, standard work, although I'm not showing that here, I like to pepper the, the training throughout the week to hit the parts of the standard work that we are doing at that particular time. So if I batch all my training on day one, by Thursday, people are going to forget about what you said. Okay. And then, of course, day five, we prepare the final report and we do the rehearsal and then we uh, do the report out to leadership. Okay. Uh, so a sample agenda is what we're looking for. Now, Step three would be show your Kaizen improvements. And what we're looking at here is just before and after pictures, which we talk about what process, what the problem was, the solution, and what the results were. So right now I'm showing a particular picture of a, a batch area, manufacturing area, and the after picture is showing a nice, clean, one-piece flow cell. Okay, so you can have as many of these you want in your presentation. You should have definitely more than one. But taking these before and after pictures are, is good documentation and good learning, too, because if you're going to do what we call Yokotin, which means sharing best practices, right? And you've got a facility in Los Angeles and you're sitting in Chicago. Well, geez, you know, the guy in Los Angeles can pick up uh, this Kaizen presentation and see what you did. It may spur some ideas for him uh, or her. And, and so uh, you want to be able to spread best practices. And that's one of the values of this particular approach is to show the before and after uh, design. I mean, they may even pick up the phone and say, hey, by the way, what'd you do there? How'd you do that? You know, so you want to radiate best practices as best we can. And this is one vehicle to do it. Now, step four is documentation. Now, every single one of these types of Kaizians, and I got a bunch of them in here that are typical, have a different set of documentation. So right now, if you're looking on the screen, if you're on YouTube, you're, you're going to see I'm talking about uh, standard work. Well, there's five documents for standard work. There's the standard work combination sheets, the process capacity, the standard worksheet, the operator loading charts, before and after, usually so known as uh, uh, Yamazumi charts. Now, I don't show the time, I don't show the time uh, uh, observation forms here, simply because it's not worthy to show it in a presentation. You need to have those forms, but the time observation forms got a bunch of data on it that doesn't provide a lot of value. It's data without information. But these four sheets, uh, combination, standard worksheet, process capacity, and operator loading charts are very valuable in a Kaizen presentation. And with the loading charts, you're showing before and after, right? What it looked like before and then after. Okay, uh, single minute exchange of die. We have our standard SMED forms before and after. We have our summary of our results and we have our Pareto's that breaks down all the various elements of time, like searching, adjusting, tool change, gauging, things like that, right? And we'd like to show that before and after so that you can kind of see how we took that time out and uh, reduce the changeover. Value stream mapping, we wanna show the current state value stream map the interrogated value stream map, and the future state value stream map, along with the value stream and site plan. Now, so many times I'd walk into a client, oh yeah, we value streamed that, that process three years ago. Well, show it to me. And I look at it and all they have is a current state value stream map. They haven't interrogated it. And all it was was an exercise for engineers to look like they know what they're doing, but they didn't learn anything from it. And they didn't make any moves off of that value stream map because they didn't create a future state and they didn't work their Kaizen plan or the value stream plan 
to get to that future state. So this is why you want to show all of these, because when you're doing a value stream mapping report out, if the team only shows you the current state, then that's a miss. That's a big miss uh, in terms of not showing the interrogated state, which is a marked up current state, and your future state value stream map, okay? Uh, along with your value stream plan, which details out the things that you're going to do to get you to your future state. Problem solving. Well, we like to show the A3 countermeasure form, all right, which is has all the eight or nine steps of problem solving. And then specific tools as needed. You're not going to use them all, all the time. Uh, I always like to see a Pareto analysis, but the five whys, check sheets, fishbone, run charts, histograms, there's all kinds of different tools. And you want to just show some samples of that and, and walk people through the Kaizen that you did relative to the problem. Now, I, I happen to think a countermeasure form, an A3 countermeasure is mandatory in this regard, and it should be always there when you're doing a problem-solving uh, uh, event. 5S, I like to show, you know, again, before and after pictures with all of these, but your 5S patrol check sheet that you developed, your red tagging, your, your, your patrol report, all this documentation should be looked at in terms of how you actually conducted the 5S uh, Kaizen. And then total process uh, improvement, which is more process mapping and administrative. I like to show the before and after on your data. How much walk time did we save? How much waiting time? You know, all the various and sundry uh, elements of waste. Show the process map. Show the waste form that you might have walking through that process. So all these documents are key when you do this type of administrative, uh, what we call a TPI. And then TPM, total productive maintenance. We have procedures that will show lost data analysis charts. Uh, downtime Pareto charts, OEE calculations. By the way, I'm not a big fan of OEE, but many people do do it. And if you do, show it in this uh, in this presentation. So that's TPM. Kanban. I've got my lead time calculation form. By the way, that will be a separate webinar that I will do because I get a lot of questions on that. How does changeover reduce your Kanban size? Well, I got the mathematical model that will show you what that looks like. Uh, the Kanban calculations, a picture, a sample of the cards that you created for Kanban. Remember, Kanban means signboard, and that's why we use cards, right? That's the Kanban. Kanban's more about information than it is about physical product flow. Product follows the information flow. Uh, capacity analysis worksheets, uh, uh, your Kaizen improvement, you know, improvement forms. All these things are key to a Kanban. And then step five is your Kaizen newspaper. Now, I talked about this in the last uh, podcast, which is a, a pitfall, that we sometimes tend to populate too many darn things on the Kaizen newspaper. Kaizen newspaper is used for those things that we couldn't get done during the week, but we try to get everything done as much as possible, right? So I, oh, this form I'm showing here has 30 line items on it. I probably should cut that down because it's way too many. Uh, I would hate to see 30 items on a Kaizen newspaper coming off of one Kaizen. Think about that. If you have 10 Kaizens, that's 300 items you got to work on. So so I I don't want to uh, uh, make a habit of just, you know, easily putting things into this this form without really trying to get it done during the week, which basically means that you've got to work long hours in a Kaizen. 
these nine to five type Kaizans don't cut it. And I see so many companies now uh, not pushing the envelope on Kaizen events. You got high pay consultant being coming coming in and 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 you're leaving at four thirty, five o'clock in the afternoon. A lot of the Kaizen's I attended in the early days we worked to midnight, two o'clock in the morning. I remember one time I went home at two, came back in at seven the next morning. Okay. So and that includes drive time and everything else. So uh those days seem to be gone in terms of the commitment to Kaizen and in and those all nighters. But uh they're a lot of fun and it, it, they're very rewarding and you learn an awful lot. So uh anyway, be careful on the Kaizen newspaper. Okay. And then lessons learned. What you want to do here is solicit feedback from the team. You know, you know, get it on one page. What are the lessons? You know, a lot of aha moments. Include praise, concerns, criticisms. Okay. It's okay. Keep it blameless. I mean, don't make it personal. Um, there's no need to identify the author of the comment. So if you want to say something, put it up there. You don't have to put your name by it. If you want to, that's fine, but there's no need to do that. And I like to see the team leader present this section to the group to say, hey, look, here are our lessons learned. Here's what we did, uh, what have you, right? So anyway, that's, I hope you get a sense of what the anatomy of a, of a, a Kaizen is. You know, what I would argue here is that you uh, uh, go to the YouTube channel for Lean 911, for Lean Horizons, and take a look at this presentation because you can see the actual graphics in it. But I think uh, if you just listen to it, I think you'll get enough out of it to understand that there is a cadence, a standard work, if you will, for a Kaizen event. And that report out pretty much dictates what that really looks like, right? <clears throat> so there's more to running Kaizen events and what have you. But uh, for now, this is, this is the last of the three episodes that I wanted to talk about relative to Kaizen. My guess is once questions come in, uh, and concerns and, and all kinds of issues, we're going to have more sessions on Kaizen because it's such an important subject. Remember, you can't make improvement without Kaizen and uh, and without a standard, right? Because part of Kaizen is creating that standard. So uh, I said this on the other podcast. I go back to Arnold Schwarzenegger. His Kaizen was when he went to the gym. He could not become Mr. Universe if he went once a month. And you may ask me now, okay, well, Mark, how, how many Kaizen should I be doing? I'm not going to answer that. I know one a month is not enough. And you need to dedicate time and attention and get multi-participation you know, multi, uh, from different areas, functions, levels. Operators are key to have on the, uh, on the Kaizen. Frontline associates are key to have on the uh, Kaizen. So anyway, uh, that's the third episode for Kaizen. Uh, please email me any questions or concerns or comments to mark at lean911.com. M-A-R-K, mark at lean911.com. And uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Lean 911 podcast. I'll be happy to address your questions or feedback on future episodes. Email me at mark at lean911.com. You can check out our other episodes by visiting our website at lean911.com, our YouTube channel, wherever you listen to podcasts. This is your host, Mark DeLuzio. Thanks for listening.